Recorded live. Seth? Seth?
Hello? 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 Can you hear? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Victory. We did it. Um, so good. <laughs> it took me a minute to get on, and I was like, hopefully she can get on. I didn't even, I don't know. This will hopefully be a better way for us to talk. Since you're in Canada, it'll just make it easier and free and yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> um, sorry. Anyway, so tell me how your week was. How are things going? Catch me up. Um, okay. I've been actually uh, talking to a few ladies about the hammer and chisel. Like I messaged them and sent them the link and stuff, and they're interested in doing my January challenge. Sorry, I, I'm a little bit sick, so if my voice goes in and out, that's why. Oh. <laughs> so um, I'm going to touch base with them again today or tomorrow, probably tomorrow, just I don't want to feel like I'm pressuring them. Um, hang on. Okay. Um, but other than that, I had such an amazing Saturday last Saturday. Um, I got to meet Tanya, which was freaking amazing. And she's cool. so inspiring and amazing. Um, and she's so like down to earth, you know. Yeah. But um, she said a lot of things that like I know you've said a lot, and you know she's like, well. There's no difference between how, how like, Lindsay Matway does it. She, it's the same. Like you've said before, it's like they do the same hustle. It's the same struggle that they go through. They do the three final behaviors. And um, it was good, it was good to, to hear that, like, live from her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's good to kind of – I'm more of, like, a visual person. So, like, to see somebody and to, like, see them say it versus, you know, reading it or whatever is, kind of makes more sense with me. But um, other than that, uh, I haven't hit Success Club yet, but I'm working on it. So I'm going to work on it until, like, the very last minute on the very last day of this month. Um, but my goal of Diamond, I don't think, will happen this month, but I'm still going to be pushing for it. But my push goal is to be Star Diamond by Summit. Okay. So, hang on. 
I'm just trying to figure out what the steps are to get to Star Diamond. The main thing is recruiting. Like you just have to, you have to recruit enough coaches to find one that is wanting to work it and get to Diamond. So you have to, honestly, like being realistic, if you wanted to hit Star Diamond by Summit, I would say you need at least 15 personally sponsored coaches to find one or two that are able and willing to actually get to diamond by that time. So if you think about it that way, that's really, um, you know, 15 new coaches within six months, it shouldn't be as big of a deal. Two to three new coaches a month um, needs to be like a minimum. If you want to hit that goal, there's just no other way. You have to have the people in order to, to find the ones to make it work. So I would, mm-hmm. you're, it's good to be focused on success club and getting new customers in and whatever. But if your ultimate goal for you is to be star diamond, then your uh-huh. actions and what you are working on need to be based around what's going to get you there. And success club, just, you yeah. know, is a, is a great way to get new people in and whatever, but you know, we want to focus on the goals that mean something to you. So Success Club kind of falls second to you being Star Diamond, and if that's what you want, then that's what we'll work for. So two to three new coaches a month is what you need to push for. That needs to be your goal. Okay. And then after, okay, say, how many coaches does each, each coach needs to sign up eight coaches of their own, correct? So in order, so in order for you to be Star Diamond, you want to be one star by Summit, you would have to be diamond yourself, which is eight, a total of eight personally sponsored coaches that are all active status, of which two of those are emerald, one of them on each of your legs. So um, in order for you to be one star, you have to have one diamond coach that you personally sponsored. So one of your coaches has to do that as well. They have to have eight personally sponsored and two emeralds. Okay. So I'm trying to break this down into like smaller steps of how I could get there. Honestly, if you if you signed up two to three coaches a month, that's really your baby step. Like that's okay. It's like saying I need to lose fifty pounds, and you like thinking about that giant goal. Your fifty pounds is that one star. It's like oh my gosh, that feels impossible. That seems so far away and so hard. But if your coach is like, so we're going to focus on losing one to two pounds this week. Right, and then yes. next week uh-huh. we'll again, we're going to work on one to two more pounds. One to two more pounds. It's just chipping away at it, right? So, yeah, one to two new coaches a month. I would say minimum. If you want to get there faster, then I would do two to three. Okay. Like I get, um, I get a lot of like, uh, what's that? Like when I make my posts, I get a lot of interaction with a lot of people, but not a lot of like out. Uh, like what I do is I'll make a post and then the people that like it or comment on it, I'll com- I'll talk to them like through either Facebook message or direct message on Instagram. And I'll be like, hey, you know, how are you doing? Kind of do that whole make a connection. And then I'll ask them to join if they want to be part of my group or whatever. And it's usually like, oh, no, I can't because of money or whatever. And that's yeah. my biggest struggle is just, finding the people that want to want to do this right now. Like I'm 
trying to stay consistent with making my posts and all that stuff, but um, it's just, I feel like it's not really gaining a lot of traction yet. Maybe I just need to... So those people that aren't, that can't buy anything, do you still add them into your page or no? So what do you mean? Well, yeah, yeah. Anybody who um, who signs up with me, I add them to my page. Okay. Um, so I would, instead of relying so much, like, on your posts and people coming to you, I would, if you really want to get after it, then you can go out and find more people, which is really just more networking and really making an effort to network every single day so you have a new audience, right? Um, uh-huh. That's going to start building the traction. Like most people will do networking like once or twice a week and then that's it. I network every single day. I probably gain 30 new followers a day on Instagram or Facebook or on my platforms just from networking, from liking people's stuff, from friending, from following people, just networking. It's really just showing people that you're out there and getting your profile seen so that people I mean, your goal really is to post as many places as you can so that people just see you. And that uh-huh. way, if you have, like, an engaging enough picture on your profile, like on Facebook, my goal when I first started was to have a picture that made people want to click on it and make it bigger. So, like, I, I made sure that my profile picture was a really good picture so that they would want to click on it and then be like, who is this girl? I keep seeing her face pop up everywhere. You know what I mean? And then they'd uh-huh. come to my page and they'd be like, oh, this is what she's doing. And then they'd naturally start following you. So networking is going to be a big part of it. I think really zeroing in on where you're recruiting is going to be huge. So going to, you know, some of the trainers that you like, their Facebook pages, and looking at who's following them and weeding out the people who are coaches and people who aren't and networking uh-huh. with those people, you know. Okay. Um, or finding interest groups, like you love to sew, find some sewing um, support groups on Facebook and join them and start being active in them and become like, I mean, especially with your knowledge base, like you could post a lot of helpful tips or just fun projects you're doing and just be an active member of those pages. And that's a really great way to find people who are like that you enjoy working with and they'll naturally start following you and, you know, start seeing all of the other things that you're interested in. And that's, that I would say would be, that's how Lindsay Matway does it. She goes and finds personal interest groups and networks and builds relationships in them. Yeah, I actually did that um, after last time we spoke. I joined a, like, makeup group. And I actually gained, I got a lot more. I got new followers on Instagram through there and through Facebook. And I actually found a few ladies that were interested in the 21 day fix but weren't quite ready to buy yeah so i just keep um i actually had three ladies they're like oh i can't right now because they were either expecting or they were uh, finishing their own kind of program that they've been doing like yeah. sure i'll be interested in this amount of time so i have like four people that in january february i'm going to message and be like hey you know last time we spoke you wanted me to send you a message about the next uh, 21 day fix group or whatever I'm doing so I have a few people that are already kind of interested did you plug those I just people into your group page what's that did you plug those people into your group page no we're just on Instagram 
See, those are the people that I would try and get added in <coughs> because they're interested in doing it. And you can say, well, can I, I mean, because if they're doing something right now on their own especially, you can be like, I would love to have you in my group to help some of my other girls that are struggling. You know what I mean? If you could, if they're, if you can kind of make it so that they have a role in your group page or some benefit or value that they can add and you can say that, hey, I know you're doing this workout. I know it's not the 21 day fix or beach body, but you know, you're post, you're doing your workouts and you're doing it. And that's, you know, what I need. I need people like you showing the other girls in the group that it can be done. You know what I mean? So you can add them in there and they'll, the thing is, is they're more exposed to Beachbody and what it's all about, and they see other people doing it, they'll get on board faster. So mm-hmm. especially those people, I would be like, I have this group page on Facebook um, that I would love to have you join so you can help me with these other girls that are just starting out with their Beachbody stuff. Would you be interested in joining that? And, you know, I'd love to help you through your own workout or whatever. And that way, when they're done, you know exactly when they're done. You know what's going mm-hmm. on with them. Yeah. You know. So I would maybe extend an invite for those people and you could even use the new year as kind of a thing, like just go back to your Instagram girls that told you not right now and just say, Hey, I'm opening a Facebook group page and I know we chatted about it and you're doing this or this or your timing will be right in February, but I'd love to add you into this for support or whatever and just invite them uh-huh. and see if they'll add and if they will then you know, it just helps you stay on track of people. If there's anybody that's interested in working with you, regardless of the timing, I would try and add them in. Okay. And then my next question was going to be, um, how many groups do you have? Like you have your fitness group and then you have your like people who haven't purchased yet group or like how, how do you do that? When I very first started, I had the workout warriors and I, I just added anybody and everybody into it, whether they bought or not. It was just our, it was just my accountability group. My challenge was an account was accountability. We didn't really have challenge groups when I started. So I've always sort of run my group page a little differently. I just run it the way that I did when I started. So I'll do monthly challenges, but they're not like, I don't sign up a a ton of different group pages. It's too much for me. So when I created body camp, it was because my workout warriors group page was like, there was like 350 people in it. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like I can't focus on the people that have actually purchased Beachbody stuff and are actually doing it. They're getting lost in the crowd. So I created the body camp specifically for people who bought challenge pack. And naturally what happened is those are the people that were actually working and doing something. And my workout warriors page kind of fell off. I started focusing on people who were actually working. So it just kind of eventually ended up being just my body count. So I really only have one group page. I have my body count. That's it. I run all my challenges in it. Um, I add, I add the people that I work with into that group. And the only requirement to get into that group is they have to be working on something, whether it's okay. If they purchase something from me or not, they have to be doing something. So um, that's kind of how I run it. But for you, honestly, right now at this point, the the most advantageous way to grow quickly is to do it like I did when I started. Having that Workout Warriors group, just the main group page, where you literally plug in everyone that adds you as a coach. As long as they're willing to add you as a coach, plug them in. Okay. 
because it's just going to help you with activity in there. It's just going to get feet on the ground. Like I would set a goal for how many customers you want. It's all about recruiting stuff. That's it. Like okay. your foundation and in in order to move up in rank is all about recruiting. Okay. The more people recruit, the more potentials you have. That's really it. You're just trying to find your eight. So every person you talk to, I want you to think, is this person someone who could be in my eight? Like, is this somebody who could get me the diamond? Is this somebody who would make a good coach, right? And then you can plug them in. And if you start coaching them that way and, and saying, you know, this is the value you have for this group. I'm so glad you're here. And you start edifying them and helping them through their programs and whatever, you can approach them about coaching faster and just be like, you should just do this with me or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, cause right now I'm doing like, I have my, I have my, my Facebook, my like page, my personal page, uh, then I have my challenge group page, which changes monthly. Like I change the name every month depending on which challenge I'm doing. And then yeah. I just have I just have one for all my customers. So I think I'm just gonna combine the two, the challenge group and the customer page, and uh, do that because we only have one more week left in my challenge group, and then I'm just gonna combine the two pages. I just don't want the the ladies that are in there right now to be like, oh, who are all these people? And I'm posting my pictures and like, I'm going to finish yeah. out this challenge and then combine the two. So that's. When, I mean, you exactly. don't have to. If it's working for you that way, then keep doing it. You know what I mean? You really, you need to do whatever makes it the easiest and most simple for you. And if it's keeping them separate, then awesome. You know what I mean? That's just how I did it because that's how I was taught and we didn't have any challenge groups when I started so Uh everybody only had one accountability group but it kept things really simple you know what I mean for me I feel like go ahead I feel like um I whenever I'm doing my challenge group I put all my focus into the challenge group and then I kind of let my customer page go to the side so I think combining the two would be much better than just having the two separate I mean, if you think about it, like, and, and this is how I think about it, too. The challenge, really, in whatever program you're doing is just to get people living fit, right? It's yeah. to get them working out every day and exercising every single day. So whether they're, you know, it doesn't really matter what program they're doing. Your challenge is to get them doing those two things consecutively every day. The challenge mm-hmm. is getting their mind to the point where they want to live a healthy lifestyle, so if you can drive your challenges with that, it's going to help you focus on them getting results better. You're going to help keep them more accountable because it's really simple. Are you guys working out and are you working on your diet? Where are you struggling and where are you succeeding? That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just a reiteration and focus of those two things, getting them over their obstacles, figuring out where they're struggling and saying, these are the things that worked for me and got me over, mentally got me over these obstacles and I no longer struggle with it because of this right and just I think your customers and your challengers all need that so if you've got one group it just simplifies it for you it helps you stay focused it helps you not be all over the place it helps you look at how many customers you actually have because you can look at the member number how many members are in my group page 50 okay Uh I want I want to up it to 60 this month right 
And it's, it goes from, I need to recruit five or 10 people, which sounds like a freaking buttload of people, right? <laughs> then looking at how many members are in your group page and saying, I want to get to 60 because I have 50. It just feels different. It's diff- it, it makes it easier for you to recruit that way because you're focused on increasing your team instead of, you know, individually going out there and working. So for me, a huge goal of mine was to members in my group. I wanted 100 members in my group. So I worked relentlessly until I hit that number. And then what happened from that, because I recruited 100 people, right, I just – and I, I don't even look at it that way. I don't even look at it as recruiting 100 people. I looked at it as finding, finding people from my group page that made me better, regardless of what they were doing, um, and had a positive influence in the group. That was it. Uh-huh. So if you look for those people, not only will you find people who are ready to buy a challenge pack and probably a lot of people who want to coach, I found eight people who wanted to coach within 45 days of setting that goal. I want 100 people in my group page, right? And that's, that's what I looked for. And I looked for people who would potentially be good coaches when I was recruiting new customers. And I wasn't afraid to ask them if I thought that they would be good at it. And a lot of them said no, maybe at some point, but I'm just starting out. But the second they joined my group, they realized I totally could do this. And then they would sign up. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you shift your focus a little bit and, and, take away some of the technicality of it, it'll make it easier for you to go out and find people. If there's not like a lot of expectation of, I want them to become a coach or I want them to buy something, but really more just, are they a positive influence in my life? Would they be a good addition to this group? Will they add value to my business and to the people that I'm trying to coach? It's going to change the way that you recruit because you're not going to look for people who just are trying to buy something, you know, you start looking at the people instead of the points. And mm-hmm. in return, the points just sort of naturally happen, but you can stay energized and focused on finding those people that you want to surround yourself with. It's a weird kind of feeling because it feels like you're not really making any progress, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you, by the time I got to 100, I was a diamond coach. I was making $250 a week consistently. I was hitting... Success Club kind of sporadically for that first year until I really phoned in on that goal um, because my goal first was not to hit Success Club. It was to advance in rank. That was my goal. So I focused on that first, and then Success Club came later when I wanted that to be my goal, right? Okay. Um, and then my next question. Um, so you have your customer page. All this all those people, all the people that you add in, you have them sign up to be your customer first and then you add them or just like when nobody, you first started nobody goes, Yeah, nobody goes into my group pages unless they add me as a coach, period. Okay. I don't, I don't coach people for free. Their commitment <laughs> is the cost. Their commitment is what it costs to get into my group page. So if people are like, how much does it cost for you to coach me or how much does it cost for you to join my group? I say it costs your commitment you have to add me as your coach. It's free, but you have to go through that step and then I'll add you. Because I'm not going to commit to people who aren't, who can't even make the decision to to sign up for the free account. Like if they can't even do that, they're not the kind of person that I want to coach. They're not going to get anywhere or make any progress. So Uh I either say, 
until you can get to the point where you trust me enough to sign me up as your coach, it's free. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing I can do for you. We have to work on your ability to commit to things first. So um, that's really my only requirement. You have to add me as a coach. I would not add anybody in your group page that doesn't. It's not fair to you. And you're working for free. You'll volunteer again and again and again. Okay, yeah. That's usually what I try to get people to do, but, like, people who I kind of know, they're like, oh, I don't, can you just add me anyway, blah, blah, and I'm like, because I know them, I feel like, I feel more obligated to to help them, but I'm like, I, that's the way I see it. I'm like, if they're not signing up, they're, I'm basically doing it for free, and then they just, they could just go off and find someone else. Like, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't it make doesn't sense help to me. Like, right. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, Seth, that you have to realize is people that know you, like especially friends or family or acquaintances or whatever, if you make them go through the same process you make everybody go through, they're just going to respect you more as a coach because Uh they understand that you take it seriously, regardless of who you're coaching. And, you know, you can make jokes about it and laugh about it and whatever. And if it's like your best friend and she's like, I want to join your group, and you're like, of course, here's the link to add me as a coach. And she's like, what? And you just laugh and say, you have to do it the way everybody else does. It's part of the process. You have to commit and put skin in the game. That's how it works, right? It's just Uh being confident in that process and really saying, I respect myself and I respect my time. And I'm not Mm going to relent to that to anybody, you know? And it helps them respect you more. Trust me, like they will look at you differently if you take it that seriously. Uh Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It'll help you, too. It'll help you feel like you're not just giving for free all the time. Uh-huh. Meaning, like, your like your motivation and your energy and your time, you're not just giving that away for free. It'll help you really – it'll help you put skin in what you're posting because you're posting to people who committed to you rather than people who are just following you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Following you for free. They're people who actually took the step to add you as their coach, committed to you, and said, I'm supporting you like you're supporting me. It's different. It's different when you talk to people that with that commitment and when you just talk to people who are following you for free. Mm-hmm. I would maybe combine your group when your um, challenge is over, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, and I maybe think that's what I'm going to do. And I would, honestly, I was obsessed with how many customers I had when I first started. I didn't even really obsess so much over how many coaches. It was really more how many customers I had because I knew customers led to coaches, right? So every day, in my every single day, maybe two or three times a day, maybe once in the morning, once in the evening, I would look at how many customers I had, how many customers I'd gained, Right. And I would always keep that goal in my mind. I need 100 customers. I want 100 customers. And, you know, I would slowly watch that number go up. And every time it went up, it drove me harder. And I realized I can do this. I am doing this. Like, the number keeps going up. And it just fueled me to keep recruiting and talking to people and finding people that I wanted to surround myself with. So sometimes it's not always about, you know, 
I don't know how to explain it. I want you to build your foundation with people that are making you become better, that make you want to plug in every day, commit to your own journey more, you know, because it's just going to inspire you to invite them to do more. If you feel like you're doing more, you're going to push people to do more for themselves, you know? Yeah, I feel like at the beginning of this year, I, that's kind of where on the track I was at, like March, April. And then I I decided to do things a little bit differently, and then I just kind of like, it just kind of got off sync, and it just like has not gotten back. So I'm trying to backtrack and figure out what I did differently and just, which I think was uh, separating the two pages and then not have, not focusing on all my customers, just focusing on my challenge group and yeah. doing that. So I'm going to do that next then. I think, honestly, like once you, once you really come to grips with um, what really is driving you and what goal is really the most important to you, that's uh-huh. when you can really focus in and just get to work. There's a lot of chat all the time about what's the most important and focus on success club and whatever. But Seth, if rank is what you want, then rank is what we need to push. There's no point in wasting our time and getting frustrated and sidetracked because you're trying to hit success club, which feels like you're getting further away from actually your, your true goal, which is wanting to advance and rank and move forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd way rather have you add 100 customers in 45 days than hit Success Club 5 and gain three new customers. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you yeah, look at it that way, it's like, sense. oh, duh. You know? Yeah. If you look at it that way, it's it really is like a duh. Of course I would rather. Because if you think about that, how many Success Club points or how many sales or how many new coaches could you get potentially out of a hundred new customers. A lot. Yes. That's true. You know? So just simplify it. Build your foundation strong with people that motivate and push you and that you really want to coach. And I promise you that your foundation will start to grow and build and strengthen because you did it that way. You focus on the people, not the points, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go through my customers and see who, how many I have and then I'll make sure they're all in my group page and then work on setting that cust- uh, how many customers goal, which I'm not quite sure. I think I'm around 70, but um, That's awesome. some, of, some of them came from my coach that quit, so they're not mine originally. So I think I started out with, 40? Yeah. Before those transferred over to me. You can recruit. You know how to do it. It's just not getting, not letting it get convoluted into something that it shouldn't be. You know what I mean? And I think you seeing that and saying, oh my gosh, I have 40 members in my group page or whatever, and just taking it at baby steps. Like you're, I have 50 pounds to lose, so I'm going to focus on one to two this week. Right? Uh So you can be like, I want my my group page by the end of December to be at 50, right? It just, it will change the way that you recruit, I promise. It'll be so much easier to go out and talk to people, and it just gives you a more relaxed 
approach, which is good. It's what people need, you know. I'm just going to check my check my uh, page that I set up with my original customers. Let's see. And forget what I called it. I haven't been on it for a while. <laughs> oh, here. Just another thing. I would make sure too, like your group page name is something that really means something to you. Because if you're inviting somebody to a page that you don't really have any attachment to, it's hard to talk about it with any kind of passion whatsoever. But if the name of your group means something and runs really deep, it's something that you can you can invite people to and try and help them understand the importance of what your group even means. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It'll help you talk about it in a better way that means something and you won't ever get tired of inviting people to that group. Okay, so so right now, from the last time I've added new members, I've got 35 members in there. But I've recruited a few, like, I don't know how many more since then. Awesome. So you Not can even reach out some, of the, some of the customers that you absorbed from your other coach. Those are just free customers for you. Yeah. Those are people that your coach that quit gave up on, right? So if you can go in there like really strong and be like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. Stick with me. Let's get you on a plan. You, it, this is like the, my favorite thing is when I absorb customers because it's super simple. You just go in and say, hey, I know your coach quit, um, so that means I'm your new coach. I was their upline. I'm not going anywhere. I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I'm sort of an expert. That's how you kind of want to come off as I'm the one that's been coaching for the longest. I'm not going anywhere. What was your plan with your old coach? What were you guys working on? That's a really good avenue into reaching out with them. And if they're like, I don't know, she didn't really do anything with me. You can be like, perfect, let's get you on a plan and show them that you're a different kind of coach than their original one was that quit. That's really important. And they'll be loyal to you forever. You know what I mean? If you can go in there and actually do something that their other coach promised they were going to do but then didn't, it's huge. Okay, sorry, I'm trying to just write down the question. No, you're good. Super simple. Tell me what you and your other coach were working on. Where are you at with stuff? Catch me up. Yes. And you can swoop so in there. Be, I will be messaging them all today. Whoever that, I can get a hold on Facebook. The other cool thing about that too, Steph, is like you're, you may, you'll look at those people differently because they haven't been your customers. You may find people that are ready to coach that are like, how come she ne- – and you can use the coach that quit as an excuse. Did she ever ask you about coaching? You, I think you would be awesome at this. Like, why haven't you just become a coach yourself or whatever? You know what I mean? It's a really good excuse to be able to ask people those questions that are in an unbiased way. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You can just ask them without – and it's, it's awesome. So I would definitely would do that, especially if she had a few. Because even if you gained one or two really good customers or made a couple sales, Worth it, right? 
Yeah. Awesome. I will do that today and see how that goes and then either text you or I'll message you. Okay, cool. So, so goal for this week is figure out how many customers you have and what your goal is maybe by December 31st. Or what I, I didn't really put a date on mine. I just said, I'm going to work until I get 100 members in my group. That's what I did. But whatever feels right to you, if you want to do it week by week or month by month or by a number, like I want this many, you know, and once I get to that point, then whatever, I'll set another goal. Whatever it is, just figure that out, and then um, we'll start working on that. And I think that that's going to help you shift into a, an easier sort of mindset with this mm-hmm. and help you start making some real progress. Okay. I also wanted to ask you, how do you um, connect with the people that don't have Facebook? Like, are there are some people that uh, the customers I observe from my other coach, they don't have Facebook. And I've emailed them and I've had no reply. I don't, like, I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm not sure how to contact them or get a response from them. Well, if you, I mean, again, that's really on them. They, yeah. if they wanted help, they would have reached back out. So, um, as long as you've reached out and done your part, you can try a couple different things. I usually text people if I have their phone number, um, and then I'll email them. And if they don't respond, then I don't waste my time on it. Okay. That's it. You know what I mean? I don't try and, like, I don't ever chase people. It doesn't work. It's not, that's not the kind of industry that we're in. I mean, following up with people is one thing, but if you feel like you're chasing them all the time and constantly, like, having to initiate, then they're going to be a hard customer to work with and an even worse coach. So (laughs) there are really awesome people that just need a little reminding sometimes. And you usually can see that potential and the value in those people. And, you know, then you can really pursue them. But for the most part, they'll respond back to you. So just do your part, plant the seed, and they'll know where to go when they're ready. Okay. All right, sounds good. Oh, and then I wanted to ask you, like, um, I sent you my story, but I never got your email, like you, like you said you sent it. Like, what did you, what was your response or what, like? I still the, think it's awesome. I, I did respond. I think I sent it twice, actually. Maybe it just, I don't know. I sent it from my phone, and maybe that was the issue. Sometimes my phone is stupid that way, but um, I still think that if you, as long as you're comfortable sharing it, I think just sharing it in bits and pieces would be hugely advantageous. And I think you could share it in a way like almost in a sense of like when you're thinking about it or when something comes up where you notice in your own life, like, wow, this is something that's changed. Like I'm doing this so much better than I used to, or, you know, back then I would have thought this about this certain situation, but I'm so far past that now. And like really talking about it in that kind of pretense, like, Uh I've come so far, I'm really working through that situation. And this is why I continue to work every single day and not putting so much emphasis on the, the dirty, nasty details, but just more the survival sort of aspect. (laughs) Like I'm still making something of my life and, you know, just how you work through it. I think that's really the message that's in there. Okay. And then um, I'm right now, like, I try to do personal development every day, but I just, I'm trying to read the personal development books, but I just, some days I just, I 
can't get past like two or three pages and I just everything I read I just I feel like I can't absorb I don't know what it is but I just it's I'm not the right book it's not the right avenue sometimes personal development isn't just about a book you know what I mean like some like for uh-huh. me I hate reading books I love it when I'm able to but like I don't really have a ton of time to do it so um Plus, I'm kind of one of those people that when I start reading a book, I want to finish it, like, immediately. And so sometimes I don't read because I know I can't. I just won't read it. So, but personal development comes in a lot of different things. And, like, a lot of the time for me, I'll see things on social media that inspire me or I'll watch a video or, you know, I'll listen to a podcast or I'll read an article or something online that I've just seen. Or even, like, to be honest with you, even, like, just little quotes that I see at restaurants or like in my everyday life or there's a lot of different things that you can gain inspiration about personal development on in your life. And it's really those things that make you want to look into it more, like click on the video and push play and watch the whole entire thing. Like those are the sort of things that I want you to focus on more. Like if you're having a hard time getting through a book, um, instead I want you to just kind of meditate for that day and really just think, what do I need today? Like, what am I, what's on my mind today? And change your personal development every single day and focus it on what you're personally going through that specific day. How are you feeling? If you're feeling really awesome and really inspired, then post something motivational and really inspiring and say, I'm having a really good day. And you know what I mean? A lot of my personal development is oriented around that. If I'm struggling with something, then I'm usually posting about whatever it is that's on my mind or what I've been thinking about, and that's what I orient my personal development on that day. I I naturally just start to notice things in articles and things that other coaches are posting even, or I'll go scroll through like one of the top coaches' pages or read something in the online office or whatever, you know, it can be in any kind of form. So I think having the right, the right avenue of personal development isn't always just a book. So some days it is, and some days, you know, some periods of time I'll read like 10 books in one month, you know, but other times like I'll just read the same book over and over and over again because it's just what I need, or I'll watch the same video over and over again, or I'll remind myself of something and then look up different quotes about it. Like on Sundays, I always try and find a scripture to post, Um, you know, and I usually will read two or three scriptures, but then I end up reading like for an hour. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that situation. Like one thing leads to the next. Yeah, if you can feel yourself getting engaged in something and you're like, and you're liking it, and it's like, yes, I'm feeling good. Like, the more that I do this, I feel good. Recognizing those kinds of things. When I do this, I feel better. When I do this, I feel better. I want to do more of this, whatever this is, you know? Okay. So if your books aren't really doing it for you, either find a different book that you just want to read, Right. Because your body and your mind and your soul, I really truly believe it knows what it needs. And if you are in tune with that, it will find what it needs. But if you're just trying to do what everybody else is doing or you're trying to do what people are telling you to do, but it doesn't feel right, it's not going to work. You know? Uh-huh. 
Go with your so gut. You know? Um, I'm sorry. For me, like, I'll sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna read like ten minutes of this book. It'll be completely quiet in the house, and then as soon as I sit down, it's like my toddler comes and he's like all over me for that, like trying to read, and he's just like does not let me. So as I put the book down, it's like I don't exist. Like it's just those kind of situations that I try to different times when he's snapping or whatever. It just maybe I just need to do something that engages him as well or something. I don't know. I think it's really easy to get over like, to get overworked as moms, and it's very, very hard for us to relax. That's the other part. It's really hard for us to just sit still and be quiet and focus on one thing because we're so used to doing 100 million things all the time that it's easier for us to get distracted and follow the distractions than it is to sit uh-huh. still and actually do what you're committing to. So I think that for you, your personal development needs to be, why can't I commit to 15 minutes sitting down and reading a book? Uh-huh. Right? Why is it so difficult? Even with my kid running around and being crazy, I should be able to sit here for 10 minutes and read for 10 minutes. And if you can't, that's where your personal development needs to come in and be like, why can't I do that? Right? And then you practice doing it. I'm going to practice as many times as I need to just sit down and freaking read for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like the hard thing with moms and I think women just in general is like because we're so busy and doing so many things for other people all the time, when it comes to us, it's very, very difficult to prioritize because it feels like you should be doing everything but what you're doing right in that moment, playing with your kid, making food for your husband, driving somebody somewhere, cleaning the house, whatever it is, you know what I mean? And so for, and I talked to a lot of my moms, Geneva was, is one of them. She has a special needs little boy uh-huh. and she was kind of going through the same thing. And I finally just said to her, like, when was the last time you just went and did something because you wanted to? Not because you needed to, not because, you know, for any other reason, but just because you wanted to. Like, can you remember the last time you were like, I'm just going to go to the mall because I want to. You know what I mean? And most of the time when I ask women that, they're like, I can't remember. I don't do stuff because I want to anymore. I do it because there's either an opportunity to, and I just tag along with it, or because I need to. And honestly, that balance is so critical. When you work from home and you're at home all the time, or when you're doing stuff for your kids or your church or your spouse or whatever, like that just needs to be you time. And maybe that's why you're having a hard time with it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I also wanted to ask you about the group thing I forgot. Um, When you post, when you make an Instagram post, do you share it on your like page and then your uh, group page or how do you do that? No, not always. Most of the time my Instagram is just for my Instagram. Like sometimes I'll post the same picture in my group page, like in my body camp, and then I'll change the wording or whatever around it based on <coughs> Facebook. Because the way that you work Facebook is not the same as Instagram. They're two separate social media platforms. So if you try and run one like the other, it doesn't work. You have to edit and change the way that you Share. So every once in a while, I'll share a post directly from Instagram on Facebook, but not very often. 
And almost always when I do that, I'll go in and edit the wording for Facebook. Because um, also, like, your ranking, if you post something on one social media site and share it on another, it doesn't get a lot of traction because of the coding that that social media platform puts in. They do it on purpose. They don't want a ton of Instagram content being passed around on Facebook. They want Facebook original content being passed around, if that makes sense. So, oh, um, yeah, totally. So I'll use like I'll use some of the same pictures and I'll like post in my body cam and be like because I only post one accountability picture a day. You know what I mean? I'm not going to take like a separate one for Facebook and then a separate one for Instagram and a separate one for Twitter most of the time. Sometimes I do, but I always change the wording based on whatever platform I'm posting it on. So regard because here's the other thing is a lot of my customers follow me on Instagram and Facebook. And how annoying is it to see the exact same post in five different places? Super annoying. Uh-huh. So I never post the exact same post on multiple platforms. It just is. I mean, even if it's like a one or two word change, it's still different. You know. Yeah. Okay. So then you. Um, you do your Instagram separately, and then you do your Facebook separately, just so that you have a wider range of uh, of interaction with people. Yeah, I work each platform for what it is, and I'm the most active on Instagram because I love Instagram. That's what I. That's where I recruit. That's my main source of recruiting at this point. So, um, um. So that's really where I I focus a lot of my good content. I po- I mean, I post on Facebook and stuff, but it's more social. Like, Facebook is just different. Facebook, I really try and just be more of myself and, like, more of who I am and what I'm doing on a daily basis. Instagram's more motivational. It's more accountability. It's more, you know, inspirational and inviting and recruiting-oriented and fitness oriented but Facebook you know like my profile post I post stuff about I don't know it's just it's just different I post differently on each platform sometimes I share and I post stuff from Instagram on Facebook um but I think the most important thing is really with social media understanding which platform is about what Facebook is about relationships, interaction, communication, and verbalizing. It's about, like, saying stuff. Instagram is about pictures. People want to see pictures, not words. So um, you just sort of orient the way that you post on each platform that way. Twitter is 100% text. You know, Mm -hmm. Twitter is, like, one-liners, and this is what's going on today, and being really active on it posting multiple, multiple times a day on Twitter. They're just all so different. So, I mean, your like page, even from your personal page on Facebook, are different. So my like page almost has, is almost all business-oriented. It's just my challenges, my, um, you know, when I'm having new groups, that kind of stuff. Okay. I think, honestly, like, where do you like to be the most? Do you like Instagram the most? Do you like Facebook the most? Um, I'm kind of 
both, but I, I'm kind of leaning more towards Instagram because it's just so, I don't know, I like mm-hmm. it better than Facebook. But I'll do Me too. my Instagram post. I'll do my Instagram post and I'll share it onto my Facebook. But I think I will stop doing that and do two separate posts. That makes that, like what you said about it reaching different audiences makes a lot more sense as to why I haven't been getting a lot of traction with my Instagram sharing yes. uh, Facebook posts. Yes. You, it, honestly, that's exactly right. Your Facebook audience is totally different than your Instagram audience. They want different things from you. So mm-hmm. um, Facebook, I try to be, like, a lot more funny and, like, say things to get people talking. Like, I'll ask questions a lot on my profile or, you know, I talk about current events, like, if I'm watching a fight or if something politically is going on, I kind of try and stay away from politics because, you know, that doesn't mm-hmm. ever really go over well. But, you know, just stuff that I – just more about me. It's like I use it like a personal Facebook page. I use it for what Facebook is still. Here's what's going on in my life. Here's a picture of me today. Hi, guys. How are you doing? You know what I mean? Instagram is very focused. I'm trying to motivate and inspire people through photos to take action in their life. Hello. Hello. You there? Yeah. Sorry, we lost there for a second. Oh no, you're fine. You're good. Yeah, kind of terrible service here, but it's fine. It's working right now. Okay, so went over my goal for my push goal. So I'm just gonna combine the Facebook groups and then see how many customers I have. Message all my new customers and then add them into the group page. So Perfect. That is that is my list of things to do for this next couple of days. Okay. So we'll, we'll, try set, we'll try and set up a call maybe for next week. It's Christmas next week, so I'm gonna try and do these calls. Um it's not till Friday. So I probably will still do calls on Wednesday. So I'll post the times for that and then um I think next week and the following week my one-on-ones are going to be more focused on goals for 2016. So maybe mm-hmm. think of like a end of year goal that you want for financial purposes, rank purposes. I know we talked about summit. Um, and then I want you to think of like a personal achievement goal. Like if I could do this in 2016, it would be super awesome. And it can be whatever you want. It can be business related. It can be personal, but I just want you to think of an achievement goal. Like, if I could do this one thing next year, it would be super awesome. And I want you to have that goal. Okay. I actually kind of have something, but I don't know if I want to say it. Because <laughs> it's scary or why? Well, it's scary, and then I don't know how to how to get there specifically. That's okay. Like That's what goals are about or dreams are about, right? It's like this is what I want to do. I want to be like the coolest rock star on the planet. I don't know how to get there, but I want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So you have a personal achievement goal. So if you want to share that with me, then I can maybe help break down the baby steps and it's not, it's not like, it's not, it's fitness related. Like I've, I've been getting more interested in the whole natural bodybuilding thing. Uh huh. And, like, I don't know what it's called, but they have fitness competitions and stuff like that. 
yeah. in Canada. So I've kind of been looking into that, but I'm not really sure if I want to uh, go that way. <laughs> like it's from what I've read, it's a lot of uh, it's really hard to do, and I don't know if I can I can dedicate that much and not have my family suffer because of it. I think figuring out if you really want to do it is first is number one and number uh-huh. two outweighing if it's worth it or not. I think if you can yeah. do those two things, make a pros and cons list. And if it ends up being worth it and you talk to your husband about it and he's on board, get after it. You know, mm-hmm. why not? You have one life. That's it. So if it's something you would regret not doing, then it's worth exploring and it's worth having the conversation and saying, I want to try this, you know, mm-hmm. don't you think? I will do that. I'll, I'll write some stuff down and see how I feel about it. But it's just I kind think, of been something that's been in my brain for a while. I think educating yourself on what it would really take would be important uh-huh. because you have uh-huh. to know what you're getting into and then you can decide if you're willing to do it or not. And if you're not, then that's easy. You can check it off and you don't have to feel guilty about not pursuing that, that opportunity, you know, and you can focus on something else mm-hmm. that is worth it. But it shouldn't be one of those things that you end up like regretting and not ever doing or trying, and then later in life being like, I wish I would have done that. I wonder what it would have been like, or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, so I guess I will talk to you next week and let you know how things go. Perfect. We'll set up a time and go from there, and if you need anything between then and now, let me know, and we'll start making moves on this one to two new coaches a month minimum. And then if you want to kick it up a notch and get your one star by summit, two to three new coaches, I think if you focus on those customer goals, you'll get there. Okay, so focus on the customer goals, and then that'll reach, that'll lead me to new coaches. Yep, it'll help us naturally get to that. <coughs> okay, sounds good. Sounds good? All right, yep. I will talk to you next week. Okay, thank you so much. Of course, talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye.